All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Of course, you know, my my crush on Rinko Kikuchi <laughs> continues unabated. I, I'm just like, what? What the fuck? You just let, get rid of her that, that soon into the show? Uh, same, same. I was just, <laughs> as soon as I saw her on screen, I'm just like, all right, you know, Another point of investment in this in this whole shebang. And then, you know, I mean, are, are we going to get into it or are we going to get into it? Uh, I assume we're going to get into it because, um, yeah, fuck it. We're, we're going to get into it. OK, folks, listen, uh, there are going to be spoilers in case you haven't seen Invasion, which is currently streaming on Apple Plus. Um, really good show. Uh, very, I, in my opinion, a very unique take on the whole alien invasion trope. What do you think of uh of how they're handling it so far? Um I I like it. There's some there's some character choices where I'm I'm kind of uh I'm I'm kind of puzzled as to why certain characters do certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh such as Devon uh, Trevante, uh the soldier in Afghanistan. Yes. Um uh, when he when he yells at the with uh, when he yells at the Afghan civilian, oh, uh, and I'm just like he doesn't understand. Like, come on, man, dude, we've established that he doesn't understand English. Why you keep yelling at him? Like, fine, I'm trying to find my men. You're trying to help me find my. It's like, dude, he doesn't get it, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess. The- well, one, uh, he's also traumatized, right? He was he basically saw an alien ship and then got like uh, blasted in the face by a force wave or something like that. So yeah, some kind of sonic sonic boom, <laughs> yeah, so, as it were. So he's not, you know, right now everything is just kind of fucked up. He does, and and you know, he's just he's just a soldier on the ground, so he doesn't know. What the fuck happened to him? You know, it was like maybe it's aliens, maybe it's heat stroke. Who knows? You know, but uh, uh, I another thing is that I'm just like, all right, it's called invasion. All right, we've seen a lot of like far away shots, <laughs> you know, and like you know, what the fuck is that kind of thing? <laughs> like you know, looking up in the air at shit, um, with no real clear like you know alien invasion shit happening so far it's taken a very realistic approach of the people on the ground and i applaud it for doing that Mm. very compelling very dramatic but come on i want to see some fucking aliens you know (laughs) oh man i um i i'll definitely agree with the point that there is a very uh long tease happening right now because you know shit is going on uh the name of the show is invasion so obviously you know um 
but I also really, really appreciate slow burn sci-fi if done well. Um, I think at some point we're going to get, you know, our money shot, you know, because it's it's TV, it's Apple Plus. There's obviously a CGI budget for this um, for this production. So I think they're going to hit us with that. But I really enjoy the whole um, cultural interruption that's happening right now because everybody is just sort of like, oh, you know, things are fucked up and we and we have to kind of deal with it, which is tough enough. And then it's going to be, you know, bumped up yet another level. Uh, there are currently five episodes. You've only seen four, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I won't spoil anything in the fifth episode, but it it definitely, in my opinion, moves the story along. Um, but uh, but yeah, in regards to the slow burn, I, I'm really appreciating it. It, it, it because it it's it's getting me emotionally, like the Indian couple, right, and how an utter piece of shit her husband is. Yo, that, I'm just like, if that dude dies, he dies. <laughs> you know, I'm just, <laughs> I have no qualms with that guy, like, biting it. I'm just like, that dude is such a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Like, if an alien just cut, like, if an alien ship just comes down and blows the, fu- blows that dude away, like, I'm just like, all right, good. Good. He, he should get it the absolute worst. Like, he should be. He should be like the only casualty on the planet, right? <laughs> so yes. it's like, oh, good. Agreed. We all survived except that guy. And then his wife is just like, eh, whatever. You know, <laughs> I got the kids, you know. <laughs> and then like, you know, you know, Becky with the good hair is like, oh, but my child, but my child. And it's like, <laughs> let's all agree to murder, to drown her in a river and never, sp- and just say it was the aliens. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh my god, that's gonna have to be um. That is a dark fucking ending. Holy shit, uh, folks! That's gonna be the tone of the show. And in case you guys don't know, I'm Ernesto Mancibo, and I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And together, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, together we are the only streaming radio show uh, in in the wake of the invasion. We are the Robots versus Taxes program on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so when you turn on, you turn on your computers after the aliens have invaded. You will know which show hits you with the hard hitting truth. Good lord, and that's us. <laughs> Oh man, but um the the way this show moves, I uh I think the thing that I appreciate appreciate about the most is that in other alien invasion movies, we usually get the the reaction to like the big boom, the big reveal. Um uh with only little sprinkles here and there of the uh, the forthcoming like signs that some some bad shit is about to go down. I'm thinking mainly of Independence Day because I think that for me, that was the first alien invasion movie that really kind of like hit my radar. You know, from the point that they dropped that trailer, 
uh, on the Super Bowl of like the White House getting blown up, which nobody had really seen on that level at that time. Um, it was just like, wow, what's this? And then actually going to the movie, um, you know, it, it's something that I appreciated. But as you get older and you get deeper into sci-fi or hardcore, you know, you start thinking, well, what happens to like the day-to-day folks? What happens in the days or weeks leading up to like this global paradigm shifting kind of thing? And I feel like the show does that. Um, I... Uh, I'm really appreciating the, uh, I'm sorry, I forget the name of the actress, uh, the the Japanese sort of like mission control specialist. Oh, I only know her by her, um, by the, sh- by the show's name, which is Mitsuki. Mitsuki. Okay. Her name, her actual, uh, the actress's name is, uh, I, I may pr- mispronounce this, Shioli Kutsunu, Kutsuna. Yeah. Okay. And um, seeing kind of like her do her job she's already got this complexity going on she's living in a highly conservative society i mean japan you know is it has its progressive values but overall it's still pretty conservative and she is in a lesbian relationship with one of the astronauts who is on this mission that she's working on and they kind of have to see each other in secret um so there's that level of stress you know and then uh, again, folks, spoilers, there is an accident on the uh, on the craft that is making its way up to the space station, and she witnesses this. And so her world is, like, shattered at this point. Like, the love of her life is basically lost. But then she starts to put little clues together that there's something else going on. She, you've seen episode four. So she, at some point, she reviews some of the uh, stock footage, not stock footage, but the uh, archived footage that wasn't released to the public. And she can tell that there is something being spoken at the point where the capsule has an explosive decompression. Um, And she sees her love sort of hanging on before she kind of disappears from the picture. Um, so imagine this, it's like, it's a, it's a trauma panini, just one layer stacked on top of the other, nicely toasted, um, with a good layer of, uh, of, uh, sauce. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Pesto sauce with like the Buffalo, the, the <laughs> Buffalo chicken. Yes. <laughs> and it's got like a little sprinkle on cheese and it's just like, so good. All right. What, what the fuck are you doing, man? Come on. <laughs> I'm saying that trauma like, trauma is delicious. Fuck, I'm so hungry. I'm on a diet, dude. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like Homer when he's trying to explain to Bart and Lisa like of the uh, of the the pickle that he's in when he forgets uh, uh margin like margin his anniversary. Oh. Where he's like, "All right, kids, I'm in a sticky chewy chocolatey. <laughs> put it away, boy." Like fucking <laughs> Because Bart's eating a fucking Butterfinger or some shit. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I found that to the uh, like it, it was really interesting mm. uh, that that the 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 secret message, especially by episode four, mm. when they when the you know um, Mitsuki visits the Japanese father and then like turns on the 
they they turn the bass up, you know, <laughs> on the on these dope alien beats. Clearly, and, the father is like heavy into hip hop, you know, because he's yeah, got the too. only system. <laughs> Cypress Hill every day, just like, <laughs> just put that ham in the frying pan, bam! I hit you like the sun on Sam, you know. <laughs> oh man, they must have left that scene on the cutting room floor, which would have been dope, you know. <laughs> and that that's how he mourns, you know. It's just like, oh. I must listen to hip hop. <laughs> this was Rinko Kikuchi's favorite track. <laughs> oh, God. You know, while he grieves. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, um. But yeah, it was, um, you know, it, it was, it was kind of, uh, it's, it's, it, it's really interesting to, to see, uh, like all these aspects of different, uh, fucking, you know, uh, points of view of what an alien invasion looks like. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it really keeps me like watching the show and at the same time, really frustrated at like you know, the bullshit that people have to do with the day to day, especially like, you know, the lady with the cheating husband Mm. and then those British kids that are, you know, fucking down in that quarry (laughs) and then got to put up with like fucking little, this little fucking asshole with this stupid fucking haircut that (laughs) seems to boss everybody around that little piece of shit. I feel like they should have choked. They all should have like choked him out and blamed the aliens. <laughs> you know, you know. I think you're you're starting to scare me a little bit because you're painting a lot of scenarios where p- humans do horrible shit to other humans, and it's just like just blame it on the aliens. All right. Yeah, exactly. So dude. If, if we're ever invaded, I gotta watch out for you, man. I gotta watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, it's revenge day for Pavel. You know. <laughs> It's like, oh man, fucking Kanye's giving us shit. Hey man, why don't we all just, you know, <laughs> push him down into this rock quarry and just say it was the aliens? <laughs> Nobody's gonna give a shit. They're just gonna be like, oh my god, they got the, the aliens got Kanye. It's like, and they shot him uh, for some reason. <laughs> That's right. They pushed him down a quarry into a pi- into onto a pile of bullets. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my They God. sprinkled crack down. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, though, uh, the 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 the, the storyline with the the British kids is so far to me kind of the weakest out of them. I'm intrigued by uh, the. The young boy who obviously is dealing with a medical condition. Um, I'm intrigued by his acting. He he's a really emotive young actor. But in regards to like the overall story of what's going on, I'm just I'm like okay. Uh, yeah, who? Like, Rhea, I know, right? I'm just like, this better be going somewhere. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he better be like that, the like, one or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but who's who's involved in this? It's um, 
it's some name guy. Uh, like, can you look up the producer? Sure. It's like Simon. Simon Kinberg and David. Simon Kinberg. Da- that's right. And David Wheel. Simon Kinberg. I'm not a fan of his his stuff. What What else uh, has he done? The X Men movies. Mm. Primarily, he's like he's got a foot in all the X Men movies. Um, uh, I think he's also responsible for uh what's it called uh uh superman returns or what 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 was it the one with brandon ralph it's superman returns yes superman returns that's right so i think he, he's got he he had a lot to do with that and i'm just like yeah you know he's he he's kind of like a guy that like i see his name plastered all over like superhero shit mm-hmm. And uh, it's like kind of like the mediocre superhero shit. Every time he's involved, I'm just like, oh, boy, this is going to be a mixed bag. You know, <laughs> uh, I can't even I can't even debate it. I was I was about to say, oh, you know, Superman Returns was. But that was just like it, it was. Was it really? But was it really? <laughs> it was it was a movie. Uh, looking yeah. back on it now, like, you know, I went to a theater to see it. I saw a man fly, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I enjoyed the trailer for that movie much more than the actual movie. Uh, I can't even remember the trailer. All I remember from that movie is that there is a really cool sequence where he stops a plane from falling out of the sky. And then the rest of the movie is a blur to me. <laughs> Um, oh, there, there's a moment I remember from that movie where Kevin Spacey ugh, goes kryptonite, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's right. He's a, he's a good Lex Luthor. That's what I said at the time. You know, obviously, I'm not saying that now. <laughs> Clearly not. Yeah, no. But uh, the the um, the trailer uh, had the. You know, sort of the slow lead-in of the original Superman score, kind of casting the tone for the trailer, and then you hear uh, Marlon Brando's uh, Jor-el kind of speaking over it. Uh, you know, I swallowed a bug. Yeah, b- <laughs> that's exactly it. Actually, you, you do remember the trailer. <laughs> Superman just looking at the holograph, like you know, okay. Uh, you got got any advice, Dad? <laughs> did you, dude? Did you ever see the 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 movie Hearts of Darkness, which was the uh the making of Apocalypse Now? No, dude, it is fucking amazing. But I I just referenced. There's a moment in that movie where they they talk about. There's a segment where Marlon Brando gets on set, and he's at this point he's lost his mind he's purchased his island where he gets mcdonald's cheeseburgers do do you know the story that that story by the way oh i thought you were making something up did he actually buy an island no no no. he bought an island and he had mcdonald's cheeseburgers sent to that like airdropped onto that island. are you fucking kidding me no i'm I'm fucking fucking serious bro (laughs) oh my god Oh, that's such oh, fuck. Oh, so anyway, what a gluttonous fuck! Oh my god! But there is this moment in um, 
in the movie where, and I don't want to spoil too much for it, but you, cause you just got to see it. But there's this moment where Marlon Brando gets on set and they're trying to get him to deliver the lines. And at this point, you know, the movie's gone over budget. Like there's been just a number of shit that's gone off the rails. Um, and, uh, they have uh, like, and Marlon Brando is like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to listen to any fucking thing that you have to say to me. I'm just going to do a scene and I'm going to improvise and you're just going to record it. And then fucking Francis Ford Coppola was like, fine, fuck it. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I've lost my mind already. I've been working on this for a hundred days, bro. You do whatever the fuck you want. So... <laughs> That was very. That was a very, you know, Coppola in, in, uh, inflection just then. Yeah, that's right. He's known for saying "bro." <laughs> yeah, I've been working. I've been working in the hot jungle of fucking the Philippines for like five for like five years, bro. Like, don't tell me. All right, fine. Fuck it. You know, we're we're, we're just we'll just get alive. We'll fuck it. We'll get alive. So, um, so they they're recording Brando. And Brando's like, you know, delivery, you know, have you seen Apocalypse Now where it's like, you know, his face is half in shadow mm. and and he's just like, I saw a snail crawling along the edge of a knife. <laughs> and then and then at one point he he stops dead and he like he stops saying his lines and then he just goes, he makes it like a sour face, like just like his face crumples and he's just like, I swallowed a bug. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's like the best thing I've seen since like the fucking time I remember that Orson Welles commercial where Orson Welles is just drunk off. His Holy ass. shit! That and it's like ah, the French <laughs> champagne. That shit was amazing. Yeah, that was like a look into the heart of darkness. It was, it was something else. But uh, yeah. So that's that's how Marlon Brando was during this trailer to to yes, to bring right. it full circle. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, this guy. Uh, now that you've listed his former uh, projects, uh, Simon Kinberg, um, I'm hoping that this this uh, series invasion is his like his more mature kind of uh growth uh in regards to the stuff that he works on because so far i'm really enjoying it i expect i expect a payoff um and it seems like they're building up to it but you know with sci-fi i think that's why so a lot of people fear sci-fi or that a lot of people uh don't get into sci-fi is that it could either be really 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 good or really 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 bad yeah, it can be like fucking. What's that one with Jodie Foster, where uh, she goes in, into the alien portal and then she sees like contact. You know, same, yeah, contact. It can be that. That, that that's 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 a sci-fi movie where it's just like, come on, really? That was that movie. Oh shit, that movie was good. Fuck, I can't fight you on any of this stuff tonight. Uh, <laughs> That movie was... That's because it's rock-solid <laughs> arguments, bro. <laughs> oh, 
You know, channeling my inner Francis Ford Coppola, dude. Oh my god. I don't know why I'm in this mode. Like I'm just in the fucking bro, bro. The contact was really, really great up until the whole, you know, uh, my father shows up in this vision kind of thing. Because it's if there's any pet peeve that I have with sci-fi is when they're going really hard on science and these concepts that kind of like bend your mind. And then they tie it all up like, oh, but it's all tied to emotion. It's all tied to love. It's like, get the fuck out of here with this love bullshit. All right, dude, are you are you did you just take a shot at interstellar? Yes, that's exactly what I was talking about. (laughs) You know me way too well. Oh, fuck. Oh, that pissed me off so much. Dude was looking at his daughter across like like 11 spatial dimension he's just like oh, it's all based in love i was like get the fuck out of here oh I felt like professor frank when he finds out the secret ingredient to flaming moe's <laughs> love all right who's been messing with the machine That's you know exactly what it is it's such a cop-out it's such a cop-out Ugh. I guess they got to throw something in for the normies to be like, oh, okay, I spent money on this movie and it ultimately made sense. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I mean, yeah, kind of, but I'm, uh, you're kind of right. The, I feel like the only movie that, that mixed emotion with high sci-fi that did it right was Arrival. And I'm not talking about the Charlie Sheen Arrival. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the Denis Villeneuve joint. Nobody, uh, nobody remembers that one. Uh, I remember it. My 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 knees always wince when I see the alien kind of like take their their full form. They, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh my legs. <laughs> They're broken. Oh, that's Sorry. that's what that joke feels like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, when the in in the Charlie Sheen version, when those aliens kind of showed their full form, and you know that how their legs were like double jointed, so they walked in that different way. So yeah, they got the chicken legs. They got the chicken legs. The... But uh, yes, no, the modern revival. You were saying that that's how they did yeah. emotion. Uh, yeah, they mixed in emotion with, like, the whole, like, uh, spectacle of, like... Because I, I definitely, like, when they went up into the spaceship in and, you know, Amy Adams and, and Hawkeye are, are about to w- look at the aliens, for a second, I was like, if if that guy from fucking Contact shows up <laughs> with his long fucking hair, I'm just like, that's it. I'm like, I swear off Bill Neuve, you know, Blade Runner 2049 is going to be a travesty. Trash, you know? <laughs> But thankfully, they delivered, and the aliens were pretty awesome. The alien, like, the aliens they, were pretty awesome. They were, they were. I, but I, di- eh. I disagree on the emotion part. Um, uh, I know, I know. You have your, you have your, your whole beef with that movie, and and I respect that. But I, I, it, it, to me, it, it blew me away, and was probably the best example of one of those movies 
with a great payoff. So, mm. um, you know, uh, Arrival with Charlie Sheen, this was not. So, uh, <laughs> oh boy. But but going back to um, to Invasion, I'm really hoping that it has that kind of payoff because I really. I'm I'm really expecting big things, you know, hmm. uh, because I I I don't want um, the last thing I want is like a falling skies. That show was boring, and the aliens were. <sighs> did you ever see that movie? I mean that show. Oh God, I think I tried to, but I I just couldn't. It just it's so like there there's no like sense of wonder about it it's just like kind of just like sad and gray <laughs> and like oh no aliens it's like whatever <laughs> so I'm, I'm just i'm just hoping that it has that kind of now we're just like talking about alien invasion uh shows and movies <clears throat> i mean it all kind of ties in together i i actually committed and finished um another life with Katie Sackoff? Yes. Yes. Sackoff. 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 Duh, Sacker. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Katie Sackoff, I guess. But uh, I love Katie Sackoff, but I'm sorry. Every time I hear her name, I keep thinking of that. <laughs> Dude, grow up. Oh, my God. What the hell, man? You grow up. You do. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, that's what, I, now, now that's what I'm going to think of every time I hear her name. That's in Fucking. your brain now. <laughs> Fuck. That's in your brain. <laughs> oh. Inception. Oh, jeez, man. It's in there. But um, that... that show it's only two seasons i doubt there's going to be a third there really shouldn't be a third um but it suffers from uh high concept sci-fi uh idea with very very mediocre writing i mean i hate when that happens really mediocre writing decent effects decent effects not hollywood level but decent um but the writing is just like, oh, this wanted to be so much, and it ended up not being anything. You know, if any, I would recommend it just just so you know what I'm talking about. If you want to, if you want a class in mediocre, me, sorry, mediocre writing, uh, another life, check it out. It's on Netflix. Damn, that sucks. That sucks, man. It really does. It really does. But Katie Sackoff is Katie Sackoff in everything that she does. Have you noticed this? She, yeah, she's she's just fucking. She's like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> she's a Starbuck, right? She is always the same person, always. <laughs> I mean, I kind of agree with you. She uh, like I, I I have to say this in the because I have a soft spot for for Katie Sackoff and um, oh. the Sacker. Um, oh Jesus and... Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I have a soft spot. I have a soft spot for the sacker because um, she was dating uh, Judge Dredd for a while. Oh, and uh, that you know that ended, and I was just like, oh man, I hope they get married and have some badass fucking kids. 
Um, and then, you know, because I'm, 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 I'm a, I, my mind works in like the whole ship by ship. And then I do fan fiction of people's lives. Oh God. Uh, do, are, do you really do that? Yeah. Do you really write fan fiction of like your favorite fiction couples? No, no, I don't. I don't it's more like head fiction. You know, oh, okay. Where I like, you know, it just exists in my head. Okay. All right. Cause ugh, that's such a dark world. It's a, it is a dark a, world. Yeah. It's a dark, nasty world. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I'm I'm having flashbacks. I was introduced to that world way back in the day by my ex girlfriend, who was very much into Harry Potter, and she she told me about the world of fan fiction and and all the shit that they do there, and it's it's disgusting. Anyway, you were saying, what do you what now? I <laughs> everybody's now fucking I everybody know. in fan. I'm serious. Everybody's fucking everybody in fan fiction, and we're talking about Harry Potter, so we're talking about adolescence, right? And it's you know, it's this is like the Family Guy cartoons where like Chris is fucking Meg, and there's you know Stewie's beating off in a corner. Oh, you're talking about like uh, internet hentai? Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah Same yeah. thing with the Simpsons, where you know the entire family's just fucking each other. It's like it's stuff like that. It's just super gross. It's gross and we're gross for knowing what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> i know exactly <laughs> welcome to the robots versus texas program <laughs> on radio free brooklyn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only show that mixes politics and pop culture but leans in a little hard on the pop culture especially today yes yes um, i really i really want um i really also wanted to t- touch on this really quick uh, you know, the New York City mayoral election was uh, this past this past past week. This like I think it was a week and a half ago. No, no, it was this past week. It was this past Tuesday. This past week. Right, right. right. <clears throat> so. Uh, I don't know if you heard the story about Curtis Sliwa. Mm-mm. So Curtis Sliwa. Uh, <laughs> this is a great story, man. You know, Curtis Lewa was one of the fucking, uh, he, he's the leader of the Guardian Angels, those fucking, uh, du- those, those, those uh, hi-hat wearing douchebags who fucking uh, pretend that they're fucking Batman. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know that fucking face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the red beret and, and you know, the, the affinity for French New Wave films. And they, and, you know, and, and. and they were all douchebags. Who cares, right? But uh, you know, he he tried to run for mayor, um, and his his thing was that he has, I think he has nineteen cats. He lives in like a small studio apartment, has nineteen cats. Like he's a, he's one of those crazy cat guys. He and, has um, nineteen. Uh, wait, I maybe you're over exaggerating. Uh, we no, he's got. I th- I think that's that's an accurate number. I think he's got. <laughs> It's in the teens. Yo, there's no there <laughs> shit, man. There's no way that he could have any sort of like electoral staff working around him cuz all their eyes would just be red. He, he you can't you can't smell right if you live with 19 cats. You just can't. There's no, no way. And and if you look at Curtis Lewa, it, you 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 know how he smells. You could smell him through any kind of device or whatever what have you so he went to go vote for himself 
And it was kind of a sight to see because uh, he had broken his arm because he was hit by a cab like a, a week prior <laughs> to voting I'm, for himself. I don't mean to I don't mean to laugh at him getting hit by a cab. I'm glad that he's OK. It's just the absurdity of the whole thing. It's like, you know, oh, my. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm my arm. I'm running for mayor next week, you know. <laughs> I got hit by a cab. Uh, my arm is broken, but m the red beret on my head is like totally fine. <laughs> he wore a strawberry beret. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. Taking his cat to vote for himself today. Um, well, that's the thing. He brought his cat to go vote, and they wouldn't let him vote for himself they wouldn't pet, let him pass the front front fucking door what? because they were just like you gotta leave the cat outside and he was like no violation of my rights and they they escorted him out i don't think even I, I don't think he got to vote for himself but that was the republican uh you know contender for the ma the mayoral election <laughs> oh if only it was, if only for that one vote, you know, reality could have taken a whole different turn. You know, I feel like oh, the man. watcher should have been behind him. It's just like, this is the point <laughs> where things change. <laughs> That's where the cat like slowly starts, starts to turn around. And it's like, <laughs> you know, the watcher's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Not again. Not again. <laughs> 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 the gypsy said this would happen and here's the thing though here's the thing that would make it extra funny i think that jeremy wright actually does live in brooklyn because i've seen him in brooklyn before so, oh cool so he's probably he was probably just in line behind him waiting to vote <laughs> and he just goes right into the watcher Oh, oh, reality's better in my head. <laughs> Isn't it so? Isn't it oh. so? <clears throat> so he he, so. he couldn't vote because of his cat. Yeah. Uh, would that be considered and, um, a catastrophe? Let the let the record be stricken from that. <laughs> let the, that that joke be stricken from the record. Uh. Uh. Come on, man. We're better than that. Uh. I I like to pretend. Yeah, I, like to pretend. I, I don't know if I am. You might be, but I. We have fun here. Yeah, we, we, we do. <laughs> oh God! But uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, the mayoral uh, election? Besides, you know this uh, the cat story. <laughs> um, look, I. Uh, I don't feel particularly good about it. I kind of like shrug my shoulders, mm. um, because I don't. I, I I'm gonna be honest. I don't give two fucks about Eric Adams uh, as a mayoral candidate. Uh, I agree with, um, with Crackhead Barney and friends, and uh, I'm a I'm a. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, um, I have become a super fan of Crackhead Barney. 
who is a probably my favorite performance artist other than Eric Andre. Uh, she is a performance artist who dresses in diapers and paints her entire body blue and wears like Joker makeup and uh, just wigs that are that are crazy and um sometimes and she confronts a lot of conservative uh political figures in new york and when she does you know you sometimes her her boobs her boob falls out of her holy shit <laughs> like her bandages she, she looks fucking insane but she asks the most bravest questions uh, of all time like she she walked up to eric adams she's like um because eric adams has done some shady mm. sh- ha- has had some shady financial trouble and she's like shoved the microphone in his face and she was like when are we gonna see all your when are we gonna see your taxes have you fixed all your your tax your your tax records and she's like are you a dirty cop are you a dirty cop eric are you a dirty cop huh why don't you talk to me huh 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 and it's <laughs> Because he 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 was he's a retired cop, um, and she asked some fucking like serious questions that were getting under his skin, and man, like dude, uh, I feel like I could go on and on and on about how fucking crackhead Barney rules. Uh, follow her Instagram. Um, Gotta check her out. You know, look her look her up on TikTok. She's fucking awesome, uh, and hopefully one day we can interview her because that shit. would be. Dope as fuck. Yes, it would. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. So, but uh, she's got a, she's kind of got the bravery. Like, I wish we could do like visual segments <laughs> like that. Like, I would love to be like just walk up to you know uh, a mayoral candidate, stick a microphone in his face, and just be like, you know, Curtis Lewa, you know, yeah, you know, you prove a fad like you're you're a fucking liar for saying that you got up beat up by like a bunch of like, you know, people of color and Puerto Ricans back in the day. Are you still fucking lying now? You know, oh, shit like shit. that. Woo. Hey, you, you, know, you say the word, buddy. We'll do it. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> I'd love that. But I'd probably go to jail or or be shot. <laughs> I just I just really hope you can fight like Zato Ichi. That's all I'm saying. I've been saying that for Hell. for years now, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um yeah, what do you think of Eric Adams? Uh as a mayoral candidate. Don't really well, he's mayor now, but he I yeah. I don't really care for him. Um you know, he uh in the days after the election, he was saying that he'd like to be He'd like his mayoral uh, compensation to be paid to him in cryptocurrency. Uh, I was like, "Oh uh, wow, this is lame." I was like, "This is a good sign." Ugh. Yeah, I know. It's like, like that's what we have to contend with now, right? Uh, is like, it's like, no, I'd like my dirty money in untraceable, you know. Uh, code. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so you won't know what I'm actually spending my dirty, dark web money on. Oh. You know. So, Whatever. So gross. This whole system, man, just needs to, like, 
burn down. It really does. Like, where is that solar flare that knocks out our entire electrical grid? Seriously. I'm hoping for an invasion-type scenario. Um, if anything, just so we could enact some of your plans to, you know... Uh, and this is just... Uh, this is just comedy. But, you know... Um, yeah, we don't want to end up on any fucking lists. Yeah, or any more lists. Let's let's be real, you know. So. Yeah, I know right? yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, this whole system needs uh needs to just be wiped away and and replaced. Agreed. Um, crackhead Barney for president. That's right. That's what I want. <laughs> um, but uh. uh what else? What else was I gonna touch on? Um, I fucking oh, there there was a, a the fucking that's what I wanted to talk to you about, uh, the Boba Fett trailer. Oh yes, yes. Book of Boba Fett. I uh, I'm excited to tell you the truth. Um, it looks like it looks like it's gonna get really deep into like the underworld politics of the star wars universe uh and there's probably going to be some really cool ass kicking in it as well yeah i i i really hope so um i really want boba fett to kick ass and take na- take names but first uh i want to see a flashback of how the fuck he got out of that fucking sarlacc oh shit they have to address it at some point because god Damn, man that that was that was the biggest one of the biggest surprises of the second season of uh, Mandalorian. Like, how the fuck did this guy survive? We thought he's been dead for like what twenty five years, thirty years. Yeah, there, there's um, I think there was a story. Um, well, there's I don't know if it, it's canonical anymore, but I think it's part of the Star Wars Legends. Mm. It was a book called I think it was Tales from Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever read that book. That book is like a Pulp Fiction, but for uh, like Star Wars characters. So it's like um, uh, it tells a little bit of IG eighty eight story. Mm. Uh, it tells a little bit about that robot that was just like, how many languages do you speak? You know, the one that was burning <laughs> that gonk droid feet. <laughs> The one that was head of the that whole garbage area yes. under under Jabba's palace. <laughs> uh, that story is dope. Um, Bib Fortuna. Anyway, um, I'm getting so nerdy. But uh, uh, one of the big stories was how um, Boba Fett escaped from the Sarlacc pit, and I, I hope it it sticks to that that um, that storyline because I thought that was really cool. Holy shit! And I think that. Yeah, I think that it's a big kind of letdown that uh, Star Wars uh, doesn't use its 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 fiction the same way that Marvel draws from its comics. Mm, mm. That's a uh, that's a really good point, actually. Um, they do it a little bit. They've been doing it with Thrawn. Uh, they've been doing it with uh, with the survival of Darth Maul, hmm. you know, and how you rose to power and shit like that. But um, you know, I'm, I'd like to see more. I think you know. I think what Disney's trying to do, they're trying to hedge their bets because just because they uh, put everything in written fiction, 
um, into the whole legends category. Um, they never said we'll never use any of this stuff, right? And they know that Star Wars fans go hard. That they know that they know the history better than. <laughs> any history of the nation that star Wars fans actually live in, you know? So they're just like, we don't want to be beholden to every single detail because we would have to, we would have to hire a whole like college of people just to keep track of this shit. So it's all, you know, discontinued except for the films and the animated shows and stuff like that. And slowly we'll just start, you know, picking and choosing the stuff we want to let back in. Um, so, so that's what they're choosing to do. I, I'm personally hoping that uh, the Star Killer storyline somehow gets integrated into the oh, I wish, into the main line. It's just you know, I, though I do understand certain limitations with that. I mean, that was a that was an OP character. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. no matter which way you slice it, I do feel like his backstory uh, is something that would fit in the in the main storyline, and it would be great to see. Uh, a character with his dynamic kind of play out in some shape or form, you know. And plus, I just I just like Sam Witwer's performance, you know. I think I think he'd be good. That 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 dude's one of like those kinds of actors where I'm just like, why isn't he cast in more shit? Mm, mm. He's he's so intense. That's the thing. He, he's I, I've only seen him in the video games and his voice portrayals of Darth Sidious uh, also in the video games, as well as Darth Maul in the animated series. And that dude, <laughs> there's nothing between zero and 10. It's one or the other. So <laughs> he's also been, I mean, I've seen him act in person. Like he's a pretty good actor, but uh, again, he was a very intense character. Mm. He was crashed down in fucking Battlestar Galactica. That's right. That's right. Oh man, I forgot that. Like, oh shit, he just fucking lost his mind when he fucking crashed on on Kobol. Oh my god, this is the most. Uh, you know, some days when I start, you know, I feel like I'm I start talking about nerdy shit. I'm just like, geez, man, I'm so glad I'm married. <laughs> I'm so glad that my wife has the patience of a saint as I rattle on like fucking Battlestar Galactic effects. Um, you know. Man, you lucked out. You lucked out. Yeah. <laughs> 15 years strong, man. Any other woman would have fucking, you know, <laughs> would have, would have, would have like thrown me down a rock quarry and blamed the aliens. You know? <laughs> I think that's, that's now going to become a saying. It's not gonna be what I'm saying. <laughs> By the way, congratulations on 15 years. That is thank you, thank you, thank you, man. That is something to be proud of, man. I am, I, dude. I I couldn't be happier. I've I've married my best friend, and uh, she's the love of my life. So Aww. here we are. Yeah, Jesus no. Christ, make it hard for the rest of us. It's just like, <laughs> well, if he doesn't talk about me that way, I don't want him. You know. <laughs> You know, and then when <laughs> that's when the guy's like, he's like, uh, he he talks to his. Never mind. I was gonna make a joke about a guy who's talking to a hand with googly eyes. <laughs> just be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Give me head. Oh shit. <laughs> 
just a weird scenario. But I couldn't get there. Now this dead joke kind of cratered. It made me look like a fucking weirdo. Ah, again, I'm glad I'm married. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, any any tips for the rest of us schlubs uh, trying to to find that rainbow of happiness? This just, this I, is I, this I is Pavel's relationship corner segment of the show. <laughs> I don't know if if I can if I can give advice other than like, you know, be yourself, um, which is which is like the most cliche advice of all time. Yeah, I was about to say. But also, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty much like the interstellar of like cliches, God. right? It's like love carries you through the universe, <laughs> and it's an element. It's the fifth element. God, oh. shut the fuck up. Um, but but uh, also find somebody that you're that you could you feel like you could just talk to because. Like communication to me is probably the cornerstone of 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 every relationship. Mm. Like it should be the cornerstone because if you don't communicate well, you you that the relationships runs into like problems because it can't exist on like physical attraction alone. It's just gotta you've got to be able to talk to this person. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and talk to the person like a human being, you know, so, uh, and, and that's pretty much it, you know, just respect and communication and, and you'll, you'll, you know, you'll find the one, you'll find the one, Hmm. you know, Hmm. You see my problem. And if they end up killing you, then then I mean that's that's part of your journey. Well, shit. I mean that's that's how the Klingons do it. So, uh, you know, so you break your ribs. I can only I can only hope. You know. Yeah. No. Find yourself a nice Klingon girl. Shit. Man. I can't even pronounce that word. It's so hot in this room, man. <laughs> I'm like sweating my fucking balls off right now. Um. And I think that's a great place to cap it. All right. <laughs> Pavel sweating in his room, even though it is 48 degrees right now in New York. <laughs> You're amazing. This is Thank you. Thank you, man. I, I try. I'm a fucking mess, but I try. <sighs> so for both of us here, I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots versus Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Right, and while you're out there, you could try keeping it real, but you should try keeping it right. Song of the week.
Ask me. 